neurotic crowd. One of the th- when I, one, one of the things that I do when I'm traveling, even even if, if it's for five days, I like to check the news. You know, see what's going on, where I'm going, see how how people living there and everything. So this is one of the things that I usually do. And when I checked about Indianapolis, I saw a lot of. Um, you know, I see most of the population is white people. And yeah. then I started asking my friends, what do you know about Indianapolis? What do you know? <laughs> and one of my friends from New York, he said, bro, why you don't come to New York? Because you go into the Indianapolis, it's literally, it's the population, more than half of the population is white people. So are, do, do, I feel like you're ready to... to to face racism, colorism, and everything. And I didn't get an, an answer because I didn't have an answer to give because I was shocked. I was like, oh, this is a know. good point. This is this is a good point. I was like, this is a good point here. And and at the end of the day, I decided to go because racism or not, I know why I'm going there. You know, I know the reason I'm taking and it's no longer about racism because I don't, I don't, I don't think that people will have the opportunity to. So I asked him, no, actually, that's not what I wanted to say, but anyways, when he said Indianapolis, my heart stopped. I'm like, I don't know if he knows what he's getting himself into. Does he have any idea that he's probably going to be the only black person there? The way Hewing explained it to me is that he studied in governance and also in IT. I think I'm going to put a post about his LinkedIn page because it's very interesting and intricate and he has a lot of qualifications. But the way he was explaining it, it sounded like he was getting a job to work at uh, Best Buy. I hope it's not that. But it's that's how it sounded like. And I feel like he has way more experience than that. And that's why I try to advise him to maybe try California because that's where like everything tech is. Make me feel uncomfortable, you know. Well, it's not about that. It's like just be careful because they just like yeah. they like you're a black person now over there. Mm-hmm. You don't face that yeah. same type of racism in Haiti. In Haiti, everybody's yeah. Haitian, so it's we're all the same, basically. But d- did you know that in Haiti we have I, w- I wouldn't call it racism, but we have the we have the light skin privilege. Ah, oh, yes, I don't. I heard we have that. that. We have that a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yes, like, when people are light skin. People see them differently, see, you know. See, see, see. That's a different type of racism. That's colorism. Yes, yes. I felt like it was my personal responsibility to make him aware. And quite frankly, whenever I ask my aunt, who's I think 94, 95 years old now, about Haiti and how you know it is to live over there and how's Black life, let's say, 
She's like, wow, what are you talking about, Ingrid? I mean, everybody's black over there. You know, it doesn't really matter. I don't know what you're saying. We don't, we don't think about things like that. It's only in North America. You know, everybody's the same. So we're just happy to be living or eating or, you know, trying to build our house. Nobody cares about that. I thought, wow, that's refreshing to be in an environment where it's not a struggle. I have to say, I'm not American, so the struggle in Canada is not the same. And when I talk to my other friends, like everywhere else in the world, in the world, they're like, you have to. We, we have to remember that it's not all about how Americans think. The world is not just about that. They have their own problem with slavery. Not everything is just the way the Americans portray it. And I have to be very specific and honest about that. Like I don't, I don't always feel that I like what they say belongs to me because you know, I'm Haitian. I was born in Quebec. Um, it, it's very different. Um, racism, anyways, is different everywhere. If I go to China, it's going to be a totally different thing. But I just want to say that my perception of it is not the same because I don't live under the the wrath or under the what's your name? I don't know the ideology of slavery. Let's say because you know Haitians freed their own their their own selves, so it's not the same perception. I just want to say that, like, it's not always about what the Americans tell you it is. I don't like to take people's innocence. I really enjoy the excitement of someone who's going to a new place, to start a new life, to to experience a whole new world, so they can be properly not not properly immersed, but just to travel without pre prejudice and just to try to make the best out of it. But unfortunately, with this whole George Floyd and this this rise of awareness towards racism, I wanted to make sure that he was prepared, that he didn't know where he was going. I just, but I, you know, sometimes you just don't want to be that person saying it. But I was really happy that he wasn't going there blind. When people are light skinned, people see them differently, see, you know? See, 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 that's a different type of racism. That's colorism. Yes, yes. Black, black culture. Yes. So, what, like, I'm going to get back to that in a moment. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. what I wanted to say is that uh, for you, what you have to be careful is when you're walking in the street alone at night with a hoodie, mm -hmm. not to be yeah. taken for a black. I don't yes. know, a gang member or something like that. Like, those are the little nuances, like walking alone at night, walking alone, you know, in distant mm -hmm. or that type of neighborhood. That's Those are the things that you have to be careful because yes. even during the day, you know, you can you can, you can can be stopped for no reason. So those are the things mm -hmm. that you have to be careful. Yeah, and this I, is really sad. I, I think it's really sad. Yeah, I think it's sad also. You can't never really live freely, but you just don't want to be mm -hmm. part of the news. Uh, mm -hmm. This is one of the things. But at the same time, I don't know if 10 years ago, if I would have moved to the U.S., if I would have thought about that. I don't think I yeah. would. I, yeah. I, you know, I think that this is in the minds of people right now. And mm -hmm. I have so many white friends who are American and they're great people. So I, I don't yeah. think you can let your mind get polluted too much by... Mm -hmm. um, by the news you just have to go there and make your own assumption and maybe yes, it's not gonna true. be as bad as what tv tells you 
yeah. that's just what I think. I, I don't think that everybody's in, intrinsically evil. I don't think that it's yeah. always black people versus white people. I think it's just yeah. what's in the news and how people are being influenced. I think yes. the will of the people is going to win eventually and there's going to be mm-hmm. a, a restoration to balance. But mm-hmm. it's just like things that you can't just go there with blatant innocence. You just have to be aware. And yeah. and, and going back to your friend uh, living in New York, yeah, it's great. It's more multicultural. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. might not be able to grow as much. Now you're going to yes. be like, you might be a big fish in a small pond in Indianapolis. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. you might have be- better opportunities. You might have a, a, a chance of growth that gets you faster to where you want to go instead of yeah, exactly. you know, being in New York and being in that rat race and trying to be one in a million making it. So yes. this is why I think going to Indianapolis is a great opportunity because you can amass yes, I a lot of experience over there. Mm-hmm. And talking about the the white experience, they are not evil. Uh, I, it's, it's true because I remember when Black Lives Matter started, um... I have I have white friends. They started messaging me. Um, are you okay? I know that you're in Haiti, but how is it going there? Do you have, you know, they they were they they cared about how I feel as a black people. And to me, it's not only it's not always black people versus white people. It's black people versus the the system you know yeah the system they want to be heard and when we when we say black lives matter it doesn't mean black lives only matter it to me it means that black lives matter as well and even if you're white people i don't know you should consider thinking about that you should consider checking the news and see how black people are are you know massacred and everything so Maybe you should be part of it too, because it's not only Black Lives Matter. We want to be on this on this on the same scale of, you know, everybody's life. So that's why we say Black Lives Matter. And I don't get when people said I don't support that Black Lives Matter because all lives matter. We are literally say the same thing. Yeah. Literally. Well said. Literally. Well said, because it's true. It's not about that. It's about yeah. uh, fighting against a system. It's not about yeah. fighting against the people. It's how mm-hmm. the system is rigged against a certain type of people. And it's been exactly. rigged for more than 400 years. It's time for mm-hmm. it to end. You know, we are living in strange times. And I have to say that all the years that I have traveled, I've never actually been worried about being black. I'll be honest, I've never really been like wary, am I going to get attacked, is this going to be a problem, is somebody going to jump me, but I, you know, I did say that the last episode there was um, a heartbreak after the George Floyd incident, and that shocked me, really, really. Uh, I had a lot of white friends try to contact me, calling me just to talk about, you know, the condition of being black. My sister said that she started a new job and people at her her job were like, has anybody been mean to me, you know, to you? Uh, You can come and and talk to us about it, you know, just don't feel bad, you know, really sorry that this happened. I thought that was weird. And then in one of those friends, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry it happened. You know, I'm here to listen. I want to know about it. 
And I wrote a message because I was pretty pissed when I saw this happen. And I wrote like, oh, you know, why do you think I left Quebec? You know, these things always happen. It's it's really better. You're 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 treated better um, outside of North America. I really like. I said something like that. I can actually read the message. Maybe I'll just post it. But I said that I was like, oh, I hate it. Like you know, I I don't think that it's going to change anything. I think that the world is going to revert back to what they're best at, forgetting that you know there's people who are actually suffering. Did I get a response? No. Then a few days later, like a week later, I was like, wow, I mean, you know, you're the one who sent me a voicemail. I didn't write that, but I, I'm like, well, I, you know, you can't comment. You know, I'm not going to get mad. If you have anything to say, I'm ready to listen. Just say it. That was in June. When did George Floyd happen? In June, I've never heard a word from that person. I was baffled. I'm like, but wait a minute, I didn't do anything wrong. You asked me for these questions, for answers. You wanted to listen. You wanted to be part of the solution because you're so woke. But then you don't say anything. Maybe you're offended by what I said, but I'm sorry. I cannot cater to your sensibilities. It's not fair. So that's why I was really, that shook me. I'm really disappointed because I've known that person for years. We've danced together. We've traveled to India together. Uh, we've always kept in touch. Sometimes she goes to Vermont. I cross the border just to see her. And that one comment just, you know, because it made that person sensitive about whatever is going on in the world. And now I guess I don't have a friendship. I, I haven't like, I, I don't know anything anymore. So I, I thought that was very, very peculiar. But the truth is, all these things, like George Floyd and whatever, all these things, the worst racism I've ever experienced was in Quebec, where I'm born. So I'm not lying. I'm telling you the truth. If you don't want to believe me, that's on you. If you don't think that the population here has a problem, that's on you. But the truth is, it is here. There's a lot of systematic racism here. Do I think I'm going to change the world with what I'm saying? No, not really. Uh, do I feel like I've been, I don't know, baking into submission to believe that this is an okay situation? Probably. But I live my life and yeah, there are reasons why I don't like to live here because there's so much trauma and a, a lot of things that, that's been done. It's, it's annoying. It's really annoying. And, and, and quite frankly, I don't experience it when I'm outside of this province. I don't experience the same type of dismissive attitude. And that's the truth. The truth shall set you free. Actually, I don't want to talk about racism for the rest of my life because I think that's a boring Ooh. topic. I feel like we're all humans, we should all get along. And that's pretty much it. That's the basis of humanity. But not everybody understands that. Education is important. If you want to listen, listen. If you don't want to listen, don't listen. But then don't complain that you're the Piers Morgan of your time. We have hope. Okay. Not much, not much to be honest, but we have hope because I see a new generation coming up 
with 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 new initiative with new perspectives you know people want to invest in haiti i have a lot of young friends they are actually doing great things i have our friends doing um entertainment stuff supporting talent in haiti i have that one friend that is doing um like they want to build something in haiti what they want to start a business in haiti and i i think this is the way this is the economic way for haiti to have hope because if you have your your fellow citizens and they will invest outside of the country they will do what they have to do what they want to do in other countries so, so you're not gonna have you're not gonna be able to talk about that economic growth that you want to have and therefore you're not gonna be able to talk about hope but i see new generation coming with with new alternatives with new stuff they want to help haiti they want to support asian talent they want to support asian food they want to support asian culture and i think in this way we can say there is hope for haiti yeah because i know that you guys are trying to build this business of like selling cremas right yeah exactly yeah you're part of with Laure and I, I've seen all like the the, the the ads the work that you're putting in she showed me I'm like oh, yeah God, this is pretty impressive I hope yeah, that it out. works out yeah shout out to Tizé Cremas this is um we started with Tizé Cremas and because you know Cremas is one of the it's part of the culture yes. you cannot say that you're Asian you don't know Cremas what, what Cremas is Hewing is a very involved young man and um he has great hopes for haiti so let's see what he thinks about the whole situation and and whatever is covered on uh, by the media about his own country the news tells you that tells us that there are a lot of gangs in haiti i don't know if that's true oh yeah, um yeah 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 um currently we have in the news there's a lot of things going on mm-hmm. i remember um the other day one of my friends faced face you know faced that and they were about to 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 kidnap his little brother what ah haiti and it's history with kidnapping thinking that they're into all these gangster movies well Tune in next week and you'll find out more about what happened to Hewing's friends and other stories that I know about kidnapping. You'll see. It'll be interesting. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us as always. And uh, this is a new chapter. We're going to try to do this every week so we can pique your interest. And I feel like I should have done that maybe in January, February. But like everyone, I was busy and also you know these dark months in the northern countries sometimes you just don't have the energy for anything else but i'm fired up and i really want to do this and um, do it with continuity so come in next week and listen to part three it'll be good thank you and bye Neurotic 